0: premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high quality essentials. You'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping at 365 day returns. Get your spears and your axes ready.
2: Thanks, Jester.
4: <gasps> We're saved! We're saved! Yes, okay, spell scroll, I get it. Magic is interesting. Old salt and pepper shakers from the Claire Safet's.
3: Why does your beard smell like rotting blood? What powers do you have? Witch!
1: Demonry! Burn him! So, do you remember the dragon that one time? Doran is obviously drunk again. It doesn't matter what Doran says, I'll do
4: it! The Lord of Lies is where I want to spend eternity.
3: Welcome back to Dice Shame. This week we're on episode 10, a matter of life and death.
5: MVP this week is Chemistry at Spectral Glooms on Twitter. Thank you so much for joining us.
3: You're awesome. If you're a fan of this podcast, please check out our friends at Sound Booth Theater.
5: Definitely join their Facebook group and check them out.
3: Our very own Kraloff is a big wig over there, so send some love their way from us.
5: Absolutely. You ready to do this? I'm ready. Let's do it. Guys, welcome to the 10th episode of Dice Shade. Whoa!
2: Double digits. It's a decade in
3: already. <laughs> That's exciting! The tenth episode. Yeah, uh, where do we leave off? We last should have time? champagne. Oh,
5: didn't we clear the
3: goblin cave?
5: And we cleared the goblin cave.
3: That was I've... exciting. We fucking killed that goblin king. Oh yeah yeah yeah. We did, Hark. dodged the bats. The, the goblin corpses are sink. by the front door, and you got to reunited
5: with Morak. And I did. Morak. most importantly, Jack found some salt and pepper shakers.
4: Oh, oh yeah, they're antiques. They're over hundred years old. As a matching pair, they're <laughs> unprecedented to find things like this. I'm really excited to I mean, figure out who made them.
5: I'm gonna
0: pull
3: a prank and steal one of the no I <laughs> just keep it in my pocket you just like, until he like
5: where's the magic bag? you like fill it with sugar instead of salt or oh, something
4: no. yeah you fill it with anything this is you, you can't what are you, you fill it with anything. so
5: you geez. also got a spell scroll
4: yeah no that's exciting too
5: Yeah. yeah. Uh,
3: so I mean obviously we what, we left the cave we're out front with the townspeople as they're sort of like eating our rations and yeah
5: I mean leaving the caves you all see that it has started to rain the cold drizzle feels like an insult it's it's autumn, so it's quite chilly out. A couple of children are crying. People look famished, exhausted, weary, but but pleased, you know, happy that they're free now. And Morak is clapping Doran on the back heartily. And So what have you been doing for the past 35 years? Well,
1: as you know, I, I, I went back to the Grey Peak Mountains, and I've been running my smithing <laughs> shop there, and Yes. Oh, I'm surprised you have... You, maybe I'm not surprised. Have you seen any of my, my meticulous pieces Are come you by your Are you kidding
5: shop? me? Iron Fist steel is like nothing else in the north. Oh.
1: But so you've seen people come by with it?
5: Of course. In fact, I have a set of tongs that I believe were crafted uh-huh. by
4: by
1: you, your own hands. You bought those tongs? I ah, did, yes. Excellent. Oh, speaking of which, I've got something for you. And I reach into my backpack and I pull out his helmet and his oh. chain mail. Oh. I was able nice. to scaven this from your inn.
5: This is my favorite armor. Oh, Thank yes. you. Oh, yes.
2: And Very good. Would,
1: would
5: you help me don it? Of course. Oh. In
2: the right. meantime, um, uh, I have some weapons for your citizens. Now... There are a couple matters that we need to take care of, but um, first, I think that making sure that all of the able bodied citizens are armed would be a good start.
4: And, Fed, here's all the rations we brought with us. Share it, thank share you. it amongst thank everyone. You. Oh, thank you. No, um,
3: yeah, welcome.
2: And one last thing as a follower of Kelemvor, it is my responsibility to ensure that any deceased are put to rest and put in a way that they will not come back afterwards. It is a solemn business, and I'm willing to take care of it, creating burials, proper burials, for all of those who you lost.
5: A somber tone falls over the crowd, and you see a couple of people start crying. There were many losses, clearly, over the past few days in this community. There are 27 villagers standing in front of you, uh, we have Morak Urge, who is the only dwarf. There are uh, largely human families clustered together. Four people here, two people there. There's a halfling family. There are a couple of tieflings. And there are three guards uh, who have spears that they've recovered from Hark's weaponry that he had st- stolen from them. They all look between each other and, and nod and uh, a human walks up to you, a woman. Uh, hello. Greetings. My name is Yandra. She is maybe in her early to mid-teens. Um, I lost both of my parents to the goblins, and my younger sister. Uh, I'm not sure what you can recover f- from their bodies, but I would like to see them buried I- in Nightstone.
2: I'm sorry about your loss. Thank you. Where where are they?
5: I don't know. They would send the ogres into the cave with the bats or or some of the goblins would come and take us away. Every few hours they would take one of us.
2: You believe that they're still in the cave? Yes. I will go back. I will find them and I will put them to rest.
5: Thank you. So if you wanted, uh Krayloth, you could Are you planning on taking a short rest, everyone?
4: Yes, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. I don't need to.
5: Yeah, so if you wanted to instead, Kraloth, you could spend your hour sorting through human remains and and okay. halfling remains and that and the like, yeah, um, and putting together some grisly bundles that you can drag back to Nightstone with you if everyone else wants to take a short rest. Well, you know, great.
3: I'd help him too because I only have down three hit sure. points and uh, I don't uh, I don't have any spells that need there, to. Recover. There was a
4: temple of of Lathander and Maliki. Is there is the priest among?
5: Yes, and the priest would. We must bury them. We have a beautiful graveyard uh, back at Nystone. and I'm sure that th- th- these people would want to be reunited with their loved ones, their
4: deceased. So long as we can share the load carrying them, I'm I'm happy to help. Of Shouldn't course. be too
3: difficult. I'm sure there's pieces of you know furniture and stuff inside that maybe we can fashion some sort of.
4: You can
5: create Indeed. litters for sure.
3: Say, what's your name, friend? Uh, the priest. Uh,
5: uh, me. My name is uh, Hiral Mistrum.
3: Hiral. Say, do you have family in town?
5: It's it's just me. You live alone? Yes, I have a vow of celibacy.
3: Ah, very nice. And you live in the actual temple?
5: I, I do. Well, yes.
3: then these are yours, friends. And I reach into my bag and I pull out the incense blocks <laughs> that I took in the first episode. Uh, here you go. Oh, th-
5: thank-, thank you very much.
4: Here all Morak, can we can we speak to the two of you for a minute, just over, over to the side? Oh.
5: Of, of course.
4: Um... We found something troubling while we were in in Nightstone, and I'll I'll pull out the the holy symbol of Asmodeus. There's a devil worshipper living in the town.
5: Oh, where did you find this?
4: Uh, Whose house would have runes all over it?
5: Oh, uh, that would have been the Aganor's.
3: Aganor? What's an Aganor?
5: The tiefling family just there. Oh. What is the problem? Where did you find this?
4: In the house with the runes on the door.
5: So you found this in their cottage?
4: Oh, no, the uh, the
3: goblins had ransacked it and pulled all the, the clothes and stuff all on the lawn, and, and we were just making sure that no one had um, survived, or rather, finding survivors. And uh, we noticed that this symbol was on the ground. I guess we were a bit concerned, but uh, obviously, you're not.
5: Uh, well, I'm sure that uh, Destiny would like that back, probably.
3: Yes, let's give it back to them then, I suppose.
4: This is a profoundly evil symbol.
5: Yes, yes. I, I, I understand as a man of the light myself. At first, I was a bit taken aback by her religious choice, but she's quite a lovely woman, actually.
4: I love how
3: progressive you are. They, I like it. Yeah, Jack, let, let's give it back to them.
4: I'll give it to Hyrule and, and just sort of... Short...
0: I'd like
3: to return it. I think they'd appreciate it. Uh, uh, yes, be, be my guest. I'm going to take it over to the to the Tiefling woman.
5: Sure, yeah. She's, uh, she's sitting on a rock um, beside a younger Tiefling, looks to be her son, and the two of them are chatting quietly.
3: I mean, to Red, again, religion, God, all that kind of stuff is sort of just a, a, a nothingness to him. So... But he recognizes through his best friend Kraloth and Jack that these people really hold power to that. So he, he kneels down next to them and, and says, Hello, what's your name?
5: Oh, hello, I'm Destiny.
3: We're really sorry to uh, have heard what has happened to you, but um, me and my friends, well, we were in Nightstone just a short time ago, and well, maybe this will bring you a little bit of comfort. And he pulls out the holy symbol. And, like, presents it. This was, unfortunately, in the streets, but, uh,
5: Her eyes flash over you briefly with just a hint of suspicion, and then she takes it from you. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate your honesty.
3: Of course, and we appreciate you as well. Uh, are you doing all right?
5: Yes. Uh, unfortunately, we have suffered greatly as a community, and I was unable to assist in the ways that I can, being that... We were forced from our homes so quickly. I wasn't able to take any of the tools of my trade, but hopefully we can recover. I have my son here. This is... Oh, I'm sorry. This is Grin. Hello, Grin. Hello. You're cute. Oh, thank you.
3: Well, don't worry. We're bringing you back to Nightstone very quickly.
5: I thank you for your bravery. We heard the ogres' terrifying language...
3: Yes, well, they were no match for us,
5: and the, their bodies are still dully smoking in the rain.
2: Yeah, so I've I've crafted a couple, and um, I've um, got the help from some of the um, other citizens who are willing to do the work, and we've crafted these kind of what are those called? Where stretchers, litter, a litter, mm-hmm. litter. Um And um, using various ropes and different fabrics in the cave, we have managed to cover up the remains. Yeah. And um, make it look like a nice little carrying there case.
5: There are two human men that help you. They introduce themselves to you as the Ostra family. The Ostra. A man, Thelbin, and his husband, Bryn. They both help you put together these litters. And uh, Thelbin says. We lost my mother and my sister to the goblins. I would, I would like very much to help you recover our dead, please.
2: You can join me.
5: Thank you. This is Bryn.
2: Pleasure to meet you.
5: We, we can't see in the dark, but I see you have a holy lantern.
2: Columvor will guide the way.
5: Praises be. And he leads the way into the darkness.
1: I'm doing a short rest. Marvelous. That's okay. Yeah.
5: Are you going to roll some hit dice? I am. And you add your constitution modifier to each roll.
1: Seven and five. Twenty-three. Twenty-three plus I was doing it as he went. Oh my
4: gosh.
5: What powers do you have? <laughs> WHICH!
1: Demon tree! Burn him! And I also get my second wind, action surge, and all my combat superiority dice back.
5: Hell yeah. Nice.
4: Thank
5: you. Uh anyone else taking their short rest?
4: Jack's pretty put off by this the the idea of accepting. Asmodeus, devil worshippers amongst the people. Some it just really doesn't feel good to him. So he sort of retreats a little bit. He goes to like focus on stuff because that's kind of his safe place. So he, sure. he looks at the, the spell scroll, tries to figure out what's there. He uh, tries to identify this holy symbol that they found. He mm. admires the salt and pepper shakers to try and figure out where they're crafted from and how such antiques could have ended up here.
5: Yeah. Why don't you roll religion for the holy symbol?
4: Sure. A 19.
5: Um you turn this holy symbol over in your hands. It is in the image of an oak leaf. So it's a wooden leaf with veins of gold running through it. Hmm. This is a symbol of Sylvanus. Sylvanus? Sylvanus. <laughs> Butt jokes. Sylvanus.
4: Um that yeah, so I, I think I'll I'll tuck that into my into my bag and and check out the spell scroll next.
5: So I rolled for this magic item. Excellent. And uh, it turned out to be something you're probably going to like a whole lot as you unstopper the scroll tube and you knock the scroll out onto your hand, (laughs) unscroll it and read to yourself the arcane symbols that are present on the parchment. You recognize this spell as chromatic orb.
4: Nice. Chromatic what? So I can use it. I can just cast it without spending a spell slot. I could just cast it off the scroll once.
2: Just once. Yep. That was Or question,
4: I could write it into my spell book and then be able to prepare it, depending on how much time we have. You I can also make You need to spend maybe.
5: time and money to decipher the spell and then copy it into your spell book. Yep. The rule goes, for each level of spell, the process will take two hours and cost 50 gold. Yep.
4: I got that right in front of me.
5: Wonderful. Now to the most important part of the treasure, the salt and pepper shakers. <laughs> They're shaped like roosters. They are... Oh. Finely made silver rot, and they have the initials of the artisan stamped into the bottom of them. CS.
4: Human made, dwarven made, uh, elf made.
5: These are human.
4: Human made. Mm-hmm. Do I know CS as initials? Does that artist's name ring a bell to me?
5: The artisan Claire Saffitz. you know her well. She resided in Golden Fields until her death uh, 50 years ago.
4: Claire's dead?
5: Yes, this is a collector's item.
4: Ooh. Wow, these are... I, I, I think I spent almost more time like, yes, okay, spell scroll, I get it, magic is interesting. Cool, cool. Oh, old salt and pepper shakers from the Claire Saffits. Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea how how unique of a find this is? I mean, it says 25 gold together, but to the right person, I'm sure.
3: As Jack is sort of giddy to himself, Red walks over to him and sits down and despite happy now, I noticed that you walked away when you were really upset about the I'm this still whole thing. sulking a little bit, yeah. Jack, friend, what's what's wrong? You, you seem really upset that this this nice family is following this, this deity that it bothers you for some reason?
4: I, I don't understand. I don't understand the mentality of a person who can decide... The Lord of Lies is where I want to spend eternity with. When I die, instead of ending up in the wall of wailing souls, I want the Lord of Hell to come and petition for my souls to go to his realm so I can be a dretch and crawl my way up to become these great demon princes or fester in hell forever. The per- the person who wants that, I don't want as my neighbor.
3: Well, that doesn't seem very open-minded, does it? I mean, ultimately, look, this this priest, Harold Hyrule. He doesn't seem to have any problem with it. I mean...
4: Yeah, that's... That's really weird. It's also weird that he's a priest of Maliki and Lithander, and not one or the other. It's just, I don't, I'm not comfortable with any of it. I don't understand it.
3: I don't know where I come from. We all have different weird beliefs and and things like that. It's never striking. I mean, look at Greyloth and I. We're we're so different opposite ends of the spectrum. Look at him over there trying to bury these bodies while I'm sitting over here and chatting with you about salt and pepper shakers or whatever they like. I think what makes us different is what what makes us unique and, and why I love Doran so much is because he's something I've never seen and why Kraloth is so joyful.
4: You're right. Kraloth is doing good work. Maybe I should go help him. No, I'll, I'll, put the my... salt, I'll put the salt and pepper shakers away and go over to try and help Kraloth with the bodies just to like... And Regis
3: stays there as you walk. <laughs> but, uh, fair enough.
1: And Doran sleeps under a tree.
5: So it was grisly work, but with the help of the villagers, with a couple of humans who were offering their assistance.
2: The the couple. Yes, mm, uh, the ostras. The ostras.
5: And with Jack's help there near the end, you pulled about a dozen different remains, you think. It's hard, especially in the little caverns where those children goblins are hiding there was just a pile of remains. Hard right. to sort through. Difficult to stomach, honestly. But you've pulled out as much as you can fathom belonged to the village, and you've strapped it together and covered it away from the eyes of the survivors.
2: And yeah, we return to the others and give a solemn nod to Morak,
5: you, indicate you that we're
2: ready to go. wake up,
5: Dorian. <clears throat> Dorian,
2: <throat> wake up. We're ready to go. Oh,
1: thank you. Thank you for giving me that chance to take a nap.
3: And I'll uh, hop up on a rock and address the crowd and say, we're going to move quickly. We're going to move quietly and we're going to make it back to nightstand as a team. Let's stay together as a group because all of my abilities of traveling consist of a group travel. So, and again, just to very quickly uh, reiterate, you know, difficult terrain doesn't slow the group's travel. We can't be lost when engaged in foraging, blah, 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 blah. There's no issue. And uh, so moving as a group is going to be beneficial for us.
2: Does it say there's no issue? It says <laughs> is there's it? no we don't issue have any problems.
5: All good. <laughs> NBD. No big deal. Um, Well, thank you to Red for that because it is raining. So Mm. the tracks that would have led you back to town are erased effectively. But... You're welcome. Red does not get lost. People move slowly because the rain on the fallen leaves makes the ground slippery. Mud patches have appeared in the woods. Again, Red strategically points out places, dry land, high areas, logs that you can cross. But everyone is starving, exhausted, and chilled to the bone. Kids are crying still. There are banks of fog in the low-lying areas of the forest, and despite the treacherous, slippery ground, it takes takes just a few hours to get back to familiar forest.
3: While we're traveling, uh, since we are traveling as a group anyway, I'm going to forage so that I can find some food. Uh, additionally, I can find twice as much food because I am a natural explorer and pass it out amongst the people as
4: we are going. Great
2: idea.
5: Why don't you roll a survival check?
2: Happily.
4: Uh, Jack would happily help. He's, he's sort of looking for some moments to be... In the woods and not like immediately surrounded by these people. Yeah, so if,
5: if you want, you can roll with advantage. Then
4: I like that
3: natural twenty. Holy uh, shit! And is that Ooh. Chester again? That's oh, Chester. Oh, Chester! Thanks, Chester. boy. Wow. So we find twice as much of whatever we find.
5: Yeah, you come upon a brace of partridge. Um, there's an apple tree. You're able to skewer a couple of rabbits on the way.
3: Some fiddleheads. Yeah. If you eat those uncooked, you will have terrible diarrhea.
2: Autumn fiddleheads.
5: Blackberries and the like. Yeah, um, I
3: come back. Jack and I come back with like armfuls of food. Yeah. Because natural 20, double food. Yeah, there's like...
2: <laughs> going foraging is like going to the grocery store for you Literally, guys. It's just like, yeah, I'll take that one.
1: Picking that one.
5: things off the shelf.
1: as As we go, Doran is sort of like, you know, helping pull up some of the stragglers, maybe carrying a Aww. kid for a little while here or there. I like Cute. That. You know, catching up with uh, Modok.
3: Why does your beard smell like rotting blood? <laughs>
1: <laughs> because I use it to wipe the blood off my axe. <laughs> Just honest, eh? Yeah.
4: I like the idea, too, that because Jack's in the forest, he's really familiar with the nature around here, but maybe not how to catch stuff. So maybe he's, like, talking a lot about, oh, these are this sort of berry. Here's what we use them for. Here's what they're like. Here's what they might be like right. for you.
3: Jack is the best at, like, so much when it comes to history and, like, the salt But in the forest, despite these being your forest, I am the impressive one as I'm moving oh. through I yeah. almost not maybe I not maybe not knowing the names. To yeah, he's extent, got yeah, right? like the Latin. Yeah, names knowing for them. knowing yeah.
4: the sorts of mushrooms to find is very different than like With actually figuring out where to find them. Yeah, like knowing and I'm the,
3: like you know sort of flexing yeah. accidentally in this way that Red would, where you're like you know oh this is the mushroom and yeah. like yeah but don't eat them because they'll cause diarrhea.
1: Like he doesn't know what it's called but and, he knows it by color and
3: yeah and by what it. it will make your poop feel
1: like.
2: Meanwhile, Crayloth has um, the back end of a litter and um, is walking with um, one of the Ostra men?
5: The Ostras, yeah. Ostras. You're walking with Bryn.
2: Bryn. And I casually just bring up, so so Bryn, what do you do back in Nightstone?
5: We are wheat farmers.
2: Oh. Honest,
5: hardworking.
2: How are the lands around these parts? Good for farming?
5: Absolutely. The land here is very fertile. Good year.
2: Hmm. This may be um, a difficult question for you to answer, but... Do you possibly know any reason why your town might have been attacked?
5: I don't know why, but I saw the whole thing happen. I was out in the field. Yeah? Rocks started raining from the sky. First I thought we were under attack by the elves again, but these rocks... There's not an elf alive who could lift one.
2: We saw them. They looked like they couldn't have been thrown by any trebuchet or catapult that I've seen.
5: No, indeed. And I looked up at the sky. There was a bank of clouds such like I'd never seen. And the creatures atop it, pale skin, wreathed in mist, dropping boulders three feet across as easily as you or I would drop a fork. Kraloth, it was terrifying.
2: When we arrived in town, we expected to see... Well, the namesake of your town is Nightstone, correct? Yes. Uh, my, my friend Jack tells me that there used to be a stone in the center of it. Is that correct? It used to be? I, uh, we saw no stone when we arrived.
5: Those goblins steal anything that's not nailed down.
2: You think the goblins could have taken a stone in the center of a town?
5: Gods. I suppose the giants. What times we live in. Indeed. It takes about three to four hours to travel through the woods with your litters of corpses and your bands of children. As you crest the final hill toward Nightstone, you see through the rain and notice the drawbridge is down.
3: Oh, shit. Some
5: of the villagers raise up a ragged cheer.
1: This could be good. Doran picks up the pace and, and runs to the front of the, the pack sure. with uh, where Morrigan is Morik, M- mm-hmm. uh, Morik, Mor- Thank you. Yeah. And Morden is there. Also. And Moradin is with us. He's with <laughs> you everywhere you, it everywhere you go. It's- I'm never <laughs> alone.
5: Morik is trudging proudly in his yeah. chainmail and his helm.
2: <laughs> Morik, it's probably
1: good if we halt for a moment. When we left, the drawbridge was up. Then, and, and actually, I do I stop and I kind of hold my hands up like. You know, stop everybody, and and that's when I think my companions probably...
3: Yeah, huddle. This doesn't sit well with me. I mean, it could be good luck, but remember, those those orcs were heavy numbers when they retreated. They may have just waited for another opportunity. Orcs? Right. What orcs? I know, no, Morak.
2: We're talking without
4: you.
3: Oh, okay. No,
2: we're talking with Morak. Okay, right, fine. Wait. Don't disrespect my friend. I'm
3: right? not disrespecting. I just didn't want him to go, orcs, what orcs? The, the
2: town was attacked us. by a score of uh, orcs. That's 20. Two scores. Was it two? Yeah. I thought it was just a score. Well, maybe it was two. brave
5: warriors. It was 20.
2: We managed to fend them off, but uh, there was no indication that they wouldn't come back. They were also covered in
4: elven arrows.
5: Yes, well, we have trouble with elves.
2: I've heard that, and so do the orcs, apparently.
4: We'd also sent away to Waterdeep for help. They could have sent a patrol from the long road to... Yeah,
3: you're very right. And you know what? Regardless, it makes no sense to only send five people. Let's keep going with the townsfolk. Go up and worst case scenario, be prepared for a battle. Best case, walk straight up to the keep.
1: Mm. Perhaps then uh, we should tell the townspeople what we may expect and, and perhaps some of the, uh, the more
2: uh, fragile folk stay back. Indeed. We'll let them know that they're walking into dangerous territory to keep their wits about them, to call out if they see anything amiss. Morak, they're your people.
4: Have, we're going to go ahead, organize them as you, as you see fit. Yeah.
5: Friends! He turns his back towards you and addresses the gathered crowd of villagers. We have been through quite an ordeal, and I, I really just applaud you for your courage and your strength. We don't quite know what we're walking into now. But I do know that thanks to our friends, we'll be safe. I think it would be best if we kept the little ones near the back and uh, us able bodied folk stay up front. We are almost home.
1: And Doran jumps in as well. Get your spears and your axes ready. Ah! Ah!
5: Ah! And,
1: and Doran and, and uh, Mora clang their weapons together For honor! For honor!
5: The
3: Krayloff. Oh, thanks, buddy. No problem. Clink! And I'm gonna, yeah, let's head up to the, to the bridge. I mean, there's no sense in being stealthy. They'll see us coming from a mile away.
5: As you approach the drawbridge in the rain, you see four liveried figures standing atop the battlements, mm. and they salute you as you approach. Do you oh.
3: see the liveried people? What does liveried
4: mean? Ugh. Whose
3: colors are they wearing?
5: Those of Waterdeep. Of
3: course, the
4: Waterdeepians.
5: Huzzah! Yeah. Your letter
3: reached somebody.
4: I can't imagine. We, I, it, it's. I'm so glad they made it. Let's let's go in and see see who's here.
3: And I'll wave all the
2: townsfolk forward. There's no sense not to. I'll run back and get the little kids.
0: Come, friends, we're going home. Uh-huh.
2: I think even like the the town themselves, they'll see the colors. Like, is is that?
0: Yeah. What did avian
2: oh, We're saved. We're saved. And then they begin running down the hill. Yeah. yeah. In, in fact, days.
1: maybe some of the townsfolk, the more vulnerable people, still just. Pass us running. Yeah. Yeah. Go, oh.
3: Oh, And the dumb ones trip. (laughs) They're all pretty dumb.
1: (laughs)
5: Cry, Cry, break both of their legs. (laughs) No, we'll we'll head through
3: the drawbridge and into Nightstone.
5: The guards come down off of the battlements and they salute you as as you approach. And they meet you in the square, in the cobblestone square, in the rain, their feathers on their helmets drooping slightly.
4: Well met, brave souls.
5: And well met indeed. Your name?
4: Jack Page.
5: So it was your letter? Yes. Brent Aberdeep.
4: Lovely to meet you, Brent.
5: And you. We were sent by the City Watch to liberate Nightstone from the oppression of bandits.
1: Brent! I approach with my hand out. Brent Aberdeep. His eye, Dora and Iron Fist, we've never met. Glad you're here. Holding out a big, thick
3: hand.
5: And you. He clasps your wrist, gives it a hearty shake. And I
3: am Reginald Hummersby.
5: Hello. And yourself?
2: My name is Kraloth, I say. And Kraloth's a bit distracted as he's clearing the the drawbridge a little bit and gesturing for people to move aside for the litters to move through. Mm -hmm.
4: This town faced heavy losses, Sir Aberdeep. Indeed. What is the fate of Kela and Zolkin, who were occupying it?
5: They have been run out. Mm -hmm.
3: Goodbye, studded leather armor. (laughs)
5: We are curious as to what happened here. Surely the bandits were not responsible for these boulders.
3: And I give a nervous look to Jack and Crayloth.
4: Let's get everyone situated inside and we'll tell you the whole story.
5: Yeah, and uh, Morax, like, y- yes, uh, Ale, Ale, come with me and he leads everyone towards the ruins of the inn. There's like water pouring in through a a hole Mm -hmm. in the roof and just ruined furniture. There's like half of a bed on the ground in the corner from where it fell from the second story, and he doesn't even fucking care. He just like trudges in in his soggy chainmail. this like short dude who can barely see over the top of his own bar, and he's like, how many tankards do we need?
1: And there's like a secret door. That he pushes aside where there are more barrels of beer.
3: <laughs> it's like specifically
1: <laughs> other yeah. than to hide yeah. the beer.
3: <clears throat> yeah, I think Red would like go to the fireplace and begin like striking nice. up a beautiful fire and like flipping tables back over as like townspeople sort of migrate back in and – start breathing some life back into the town. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Doran
1: steps to the door of the the inn, looking outwards to the town. And, and you just see that all of a sudden the hustle bustle of people putting doors back on and kind of doing makeshift repairs so they can sleep for the night. You These
5: know? are hardy folks. And as you watch Doran, you see people putting their backs to boulders, three, mm-hmm. four, five strong bodied farmers. These are settlers. And they just they use timbers. They're prying these boulders out of the square. And it feels like they're taking their town back. They're rolling them mm-hmm. together. You know, using teamwork, rolling them off of the drawbridge into the moat. Lever action.
3: And with four tankards from Morak, I take uh, one and give it to Crayloth and one to Jack and one to Doran and one for myself. And I sort of propose a toast. I say, gentlemen, th- this is because of us. We helped bring this town back. Good job. Here,
2: here,
5: here, here! Morak from behind the bar pops his head up, and his whole beard is covered with suds of beer. He's just apparently like dunked his head directly into a barrel, and he's like just happy.
1: And as Doran takes a swig, the beer drips down his beard, and and slowly moves chunks of blood and, and brain matter oh. from his chin down further down his beer. The, oh.
4: the rain did nothing to wash it out. Only no. beer <laughs> cleans that <Yeah>. beard. <laughs> of course, I forgot about that. Only
2: strong dwarf Not
5: water-soluble.
3: Grab your tambourine. I'm going to jump on a table.
2: Yum! Celebration time. Yeah, and as this is happening, I'm imagining the townsfolk, some of them are are going into the larder and grabbing the chicken that's in there and, you know, rounding up the That's in Doran's bag, I believe. It is. That chicken saffron.
3: (laughs) I think this chicken is part of the party now. Hello. Um,
4: Can't you talk to animals?
3: I can. Ask it its name. I'm going to put the chicken on the counter and I'm going to look at it in its eyes and I'm going to do a beast read and I'm going to find out what its needs are right in this moment. It's like clearly
1: dead and and I'm not trying to make you feel (laughs) bad about it, but like...
3: I can't get a read
2: on this thing.
5: (laughs) There was a live chicken in in the sack, though. So maybe it's banging around in the kitchen.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think that's not the one I had. I think I had chicken. You took a
5: dead chicken. Roasted chicken.
2: Oh, yeah, 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 from the second. That's the one I was talking about, the one that uh, the little little goblin had. Long story short, I think a feast is being prepared because all of these citizens, despite the fiddleheads and everything, I think they're all pretty hungry. Yes.
5: Everyone has been starving for Mm -hmm. three days. Going on four days, they were... Uh, fleeing from their town and then locked up in this cave. It's been a really harrowing ordeal. And so the potato farmers are bringing potatoes and people have, you know, anything that the goblins failed to scavenge from their larders, they are bringing to the inn.
4: Jack's not feeling very celebratory, sure. I think, at the moment. He's Once everything gets going, you know, he has the, like, cheers moment and then wants to head over to the keep and see if he can find the body of his friend.
3: I figure we're behind lashing beers and Red's now on the table dancing and, you know, Doran's lying on the
1: bar. And the once almost dead dark uh, destroyed inn, barely moments ago is now lively and, and lit up and there are lanterns Warm. and people.
5: Jack, as you leave this beautiful scene, you notice that you are not the only person who has looked for solitude. Some of these villagers have needed this comfort, needed the noise and the togetherness and the and the warmth, needed the music and the wine. But some have wanted solitude. And you see there are a few candles on in a few of the cottages, people who have lost the majority of their families who want to be by themselves. And a guard, a Waterdavian guard, follows you as you leave. She puts a hand on your shoulder and she says... It's Jack, right? That's me, yeah. My name is Celeste. Hi, Celeste. Hi.
4: Um, I was hoping to go find uh, Lady Nandar's body.
5: Yes, I know. We we sent her body back to Waterdeep. Okay. There were two of us here who thought it best that her family receive her body.
4: Her her sister's away, I know, um, in Tribor for, for the holidays. Um, maybe we could send a, a note that way, too.
5: That would be wise. I was unaware
4: we i just found out yesterday
5: jack what happened here
4: i'm still trying to piece it together 3, three 4 days ago giants attacked there like and you can you can hear stories direct from these folks i i the the descriptions of it seem credible a cloud of a cloud appeared and and giants throwing these boulders down from it they must have taken the nightstone I, I god knows why i would have loved to see it just to understand and and Outside of all of that, it's just then been scavengers and and what happens in the R forest stays in the R deep forest, you know it's a it's a tough place to to make a living. There's a lot of orcs and elves and goblins and
5: She walks with you as the two of you cross the makeshift bridge to the keep and you wander around the courtyard of this ruined building. We will stay here for a 10 day to help rebuild the town and bury the dead. We were given orders from Waterdeep to keep the peace, protect the walls, and assist however possible. And And you, what will you do?
4: I don't know. I, I've got to talk to to my friends to see where their plan headed to next. I'd, I'd promised them. We came here looking for work, actually. Uh, um, Lady Nandar was going to negotiate some... had a, had somebody who was going to help negotiate with the elves to try and find some peace here to t- try and make this... Settlement, a, a thing that could last more than ten years, but with, with uh, her husband passed and now her gone, and, and if none of the, if none of the other Nandars decide to to take up this cause, I, I don't know that this village is going to survive without a source of funding. It's certainly not standing on its own two feet yet.
5: We climb the steps of the battlements together and look out over the forest as. The clouds from the rain roll away to reveal a red sunset. Just the last few glimmering rays of sun out over the town.
4: Uh, Jack says a a quick prayer to Lithander, sort of goodbye to the sun. We'll see you again tomorrow morning. And just lets it go down and sort of sits quietly in the dark, standing in this tower of his friend.
5: Back in the inn, Morak is drunkenly recalling the attack on Nightstone. So there were dragons? No, no, not dragons. Though, my friend, was there a dragon here? You know I would have been atop it in a flash. Dragons? Uh, what uh, were we uh, talking uh, about
3: dragons for? Dragons. So, oh, do you remember
1: the dragon that one time? Because Doran is obviously there. drunk again.
3: Yeah, there was a
1: dragon that one time. We got it.
3: Oh, but, oh, no, you're
1: right. It was a giants. Giants. Did you say there was giants, giants. here? Giants,
5: yes. 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 I was inside. It was midday. I was making a... In the middle of the day. yet there, Making gone. a fire, you know? How you do? Oh, yeah. It. Getting ready for dinner. Mm-hmm. Takes a while. Dinner. You got guests to feed. Mm-hmm. He shakes his hand upstairs as if Kella was still living there in the front room. Bastard. I heard a loud crash, the splintering of timbers, and I thought maybe someone had crashed a cart or something. Mm. Ran out to the front step. Just as a boulder fell from the sky right in front of me. Oh, Jesus. Then another one punched through my own blasted roof. Oh, no. Bloody way. Chaos knocked me right off my feet. Me, Morak Urgi.
1: No. Can you believe it? By the state of Moradin. I believe it. Clearly
5: no cart accident. As I pulled myself to my feet... I saw the Zelbrin family's house catch a massive stone and crumble into dust.
3: Oh, no. Mm.
5: Lady Nandar had instructed us to fall back to the keep. Bless her soul. Yeah. Wonderful woman.
3: So smart.
5: (sighs) As the stones rained around me, I rallied the townsfolk to the drawbridge to stand against the attackers.
2: Bloody good.
5: But there was no army at our gates. No army? No siege catapult. Where
3: were the dragons then?
1: In the, in
5: oh, the yeah. sky, in the sky, in the clouds, in the hanging, clouds. hanging as a, easily as a rock that doesn't hang. By um, God, it's like it was a big castle, big, shrouded in clouds. Castle, oh. and that seems crazy. Giants,
3: you are such a brave man for facing them, and we owe you such a. Tent of gratitude for bringing the townsfolk to the
5: king. No, 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 I'm not brave, for we, we fled, we fled to the forest. Brother,
1: I give you a big a big embracing hug. Brother! Very drunken. And then I embrace the two of them hugging. Brothers. brothers! Oh, brothers. Oh, brothers. It takes a brave dwarf to stand up to a giant. It takes an even braver dwarf to, to know when to take your townsfolk out of harm's way.
5: He takes the backs of both of your heads with the two hands and, <laughs> and pulls all three of your foreheads together and drunkenly demands this of you. The Zelbrins were my closest friends in Nightstone. They moved here just a few years ago at Lady Nandar's request. Really, really nice people, you know?
2: Of course I know.
5: It's not going to be the same here without them. No! His drunken breath on your face spittle. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have in to rebuild, I'd head to Goldenfield myself. In order to break the news to their son Miros. Dorin. Dorin, I know I can ask a favor of you.
3: Anything for you.
5: Please bring them this message. And he roots in his pocket and there's nothing. This message. And he roots in his other pocket and there's still nothing. No. I'll write a message and you... Please. And there's little relics. Sweet little thing. She belongs to Miroth now and I'd love to keep her, but it's not right. I can't. Would you do that for me? We'll do it. It doesn't matter what Doran says. I'll do it.
1: Marek, you're my brother. You have my word.
5: And my word. If you like, you can stay here at the inn, please. Anywhere you like. I
1: w- would love to take you up on that, uh, that that offer. We will do this.
5: Oh, what
3: are
2: you doing here? Kraloth.
3: Kraloth, oh, come join. Can I push you.
2: his head into <laughs> the head. His
3: forehead's in the We're going to do it all. We're going to do it. Don't worry.
2: Sorry, I, I just had to make sure that uh, the priest knew what he was doing in terms of the, the, the burials.
5: Sure, whatever. I think I want to wrap up this episode by seeing the um, the ritual happen in the graveyard. Heral and Kraloth, we each have the accoutrement of our religion, hmm. some incense, some candles. And we're attended by the majority of the village who's gathered around the rear of the church in the cemetery.
2: And the rain has let up... Um a bit, but it's still overcast, Little and there's some mist that has surrounded the uh, tombstones. And um, this is a joint ceremony between Kelemvor and Lathander. So uh, um, Kraloth has done his best to respect the traditions of um, Hyrule and Lathander, and um, is, Lath- uh, is, is Hyrule... Okay with Kelimvor being a part of this?
5: Yes, absolutely.
2: Wonderful. So the uh, holes have been dug. There is one hole for each of the litters. And then there are a couple holes for the individual citizens who we found scattered around the town. And we have them all beside the holes and s- some citizens who are, are donning their um, best garb to lower them in.
5: People are veiled largely. Mm-hmm. In mourning.
2: And when it is time, we've lit some lanterns around and I turn to Hyrule to see whether or not he wants to say anything.
5: Yeah, he starts singing. It's very Aowen in Lord of the Rings. La 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 Okay. So he he does some chanting.
2: And following it, I begin to address the crowd. And I say, people of Nightstone, followers of Lethander, Calamvor, other deities. We join together to mourn the loss of those who were lost in the battle that befell this town. And though sadness is very much a part of this mourning process, I wish to remind you all that, though this is the end of your dear loved ones' lives here on this plane, it is not the end of their overall journey. Hand in hand, Lathander and Kelimvor will guide them to the new chapter in their lives, in which one day we all will be reunited with them. Praise be to the lords we praise.
5: Praise be, praise be. Thank you, Crayloth. It has been an honor for you to be here. Thank you.
2: Indeed. And with that, um, I turn away, and I imagine so does Hyrule, and the bodies are lowered into the ground. And I watch carefully. I watch carefully to ensure that the holes are as deep as they need to be, and the people are lowering them with the respect that they need to be lowering them, and that the soil is placed upon them and tamped down firmly. And there is an entire ritual, part of the ritual is not just burying them and paying respects, but ensuring that everything that can be done to ensure that they do not come back as undead is done. And so I'm going to uh, sprinkle some holy water as well onto the graves.
5: And after you pass by each grave with holy water, Hiral passes after you and lays a flower on each grave. So you guys want to take a long rest? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, please. You guys want to advance to level four? Heck yeah! Yeah! Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Ogres and goblins and walking. Oh Oh my. my!
3: for me to sink my teeth into if you're a fan of dice shame please remember to follow us on instagram and twitter and tell your friends see you soon
2: flexibility is great that's why there's yoga flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too.